Welcome to Leap Listens. I'm Sarah McGregor. And I'm Roger Kalis. Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create. We are a people communications agency and we work with organisations to help communicate their culture, to attract and recruit candidates and to engage and retain employees through creative and digital projects and campaigns. Today we're joined by our colleague, Kerry, who is our group lead creative here at Leap Create and is the creative mastermind behind many an employer brand and recruitment marketing campaign for us. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of creativity in employer branding and how it can bring your proposition as an employer to life. We're going to be talking about the opportunities creativity brings, but also the challenges and the creative restrictions that some brands face. So welcome to the podcast, Kerry. Hi, guys. Kerry, let's start off with a typical scenario. An organization's gone through their research and discovery phase. You know, they have their employer value proposition and they know what they need to achieve strategically. Now, how do they begin to bring this to life through creativity? So you really start with that research and those insights that have been brought to the table. And what we like to do is really interrogate those and find out really what that research is telling us. We know that the most effective campaigns and brands are born from a real truth. And especially in, where are we, the 2023, people want transparency and um, they also really switched on to marketing techniques. So people know when brands aren't being true to themselves. So that's why you've got to start with those insights because they really will determine how the campaign looks and sounds and feels. So that that's why it's really important to be looking at those insights from the very beginning. They're not just uh, exercises. It's actually really effective to be using real people's thoughts and feels to direct the campaign. Excellent. So we talk a lot about being authentic with guests, and this comes up a lot in employer branding creative briefs. How can an organisation be authentic, but also creative? For instance, if authenticity means giving your people a voice, it can lead to a lot of employer branding and being exactly the same format. So how do you reach beyond the obvious when it comes to answering a brief? Uh, making sure you're getting inspiration from anywhere. So try and tackle the brief from a different angle. This could be like an execution or the way that the idea comes about, for example, you know, getting lots of people in one room to explore what authenticity means for that brand from lots of different points of view. As well, going back to the first point, coming back to a real truth, insights really influence your campaign. If the um, creative is laddering up to those insights, then you know that it feels authentic and genuine to that brand. Excellent. When you're presenting work back, what do you think is good feedback from a client? Oh, good question. Honest, honest and constructive. So good feedback should, shouldn't be subjective. It should be putting your brand first and foremost. So, or putting yourself into an audience shoes, particularly in employer branding, where it might be that we have a real hard focus on recruitment. So putting yourself in the shoes of potential candidates is really important. And then in terms of feedback, constructive. So if you don't like something, that's fine. Like that's a part of our job. Like, you know, we get feedback all the time. It's understanding why 
do you feel like that doesn't work? Why isn't that a part of your brand? Okay, cool. We know that. And that's learnings we can take on from next time. So. Yeah. Kerry, one question for me is if you've got a brand that's got very sort of strong consumer brand and there are sort of creative restrictions, how do you, how do you get over that and, and make, try and make the, the employer brand stand out and authentic, but with those creative restrictions? Yeah, so it all depends on the sort of brand you work with. Some brands want to make sure that you're really closely aligned to the core brand. And then some EB brands kind of want to sit apart and have that sort of standout. So it's understanding from the client where to push it. And that can happen in the first round of creatives. Like we'll always try to give a bit of a spectrum in the very beginning, visually, and also with our tone of voice as well, our messaging to see where, what feels comfortable for them. And then when Creative Root is chosen, for example, we'll try and work with the brand teams to make sure that they are happy with how far we're pushing it. Yeah, that's a good point. And also it's, you don't do, we don't do like the big reveal, like everything worked up and, and what's the benefit of that? Yeah, so um, I've been a part of all types of projects and I've worked it up to the point where it's pretty much artwork. And that's lovely because you, what you're doing is you're really stress testing the creative. However, there are times where you've worked it up and then for whatever reason, the client wants to go in a different direction or they've actually chosen another creative styling. And so what happens is it's a lot of wasted work on everyone's parts. It's much better to be a bit looser in the beginning. And then what that means is that you're bringing the client on board at the, the very beginning stage. So they're a part, they're feeling like they're having a part to play in it as well. Mm. And that's really important because having a much more collaborative approach to the agency and client partnership is something that I think we do really well. Yeah, and I agree. I'm a sort of big advocate for what we call divergent and convergent thinking which is where you have lots of ideas at an early stage and show those and then you work them down but it does mean people can come with you on that journey and also in the kind of traditional days of throwing three things all worked up then you're generally throwing two-thirds of your work away um, obviously most of the time they tend to blend two of them together i was gonna uh, say uh, yeah. the, the famous the famous <laughs> the, blender, the blender. Yeah, with the blender thing. Yeah, some sometimes that does happen. And do you know what? Sometimes it does work, and that's absolutely fine. And they can see that there's value in, for example, if they're whittling down to two sort of ideas or two creative routes, then there's some sometimes where that does really work. But then there is sometimes where you do have to step in as the creative and say, do you know what? There's a reason why they're separate, and we would have combined them in the beginning. Um, but honestly, this is the best answer to your problem. It's interesting, and it's also as we talked about it earlier that um, I've got what I call like the the employer brand Death Star, which is like the tractor beam that holds all things back to being essentially the same. So, regardless of how much you try and push like a narrative idea for a employer brand film it's often you know so many employer brand films you see essentially interviews with people there's two cameras you switch between the two cameras you cut away to some b-roll and they tell you how it's like a family to work here i think <laughs> always trying to explore ways aren't we to go beyond just what's expected be interested to hear where you begin with looking to go beyond those obvious routes yeah how to show authenticity it comes back to that doesn't it and i think that if you're doing the employee brand video, it can be the way you filmed it. It can be the the sort of person that you get. A lot of the 
the success of the video sort of rides on the person that you choose to shine a light on their story. It's a feeling authenticity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just want to smell it out, can't you, I suppose? Yeah. It's interesting, actually, because we were talking to Jane from the Phoenix Group and she was saying how she's so bored of seeing employer brands represented by the stock shot or the photo of the person in the organization with a quote that's probably been written by HR and it's a social post um, and that's your employee story. I've seen the same guy um, working at about 15 different places at the same time. <laughs> um, I think I know the guy. He's, moon yeah. he's yeah. moonlighting. <laughs> it's, it comes back to that feeling again, like do if you saw that creative whether it be on LinkedIn or a billboard or whatever, you look at it and you say, do I believe it? There could be loads of different ways that you show that, but reaching for the obvious of just, here's a stock shot and here's a quote, like you said, that's been written by HR and probably not that person. Is that, do you believe it? And you just, you, most of the time it's, it's no. I think you've got to be able to really feel that that is a genuine person working in that genuine place and telling their story so whenever we're doing creative and you know sometimes we don't get the luxury of always a shoot where we get to make our own bespoke photography or videos sometimes you do have limitations on a brief but then that's when creativity comes in and you've got to think about workarounds of how I can get an authentic story and that's when you come up with creative solutions that are really interesting yeah, no, it's it's good, isn't it? The idea of a limitation being an opportunity for creativity. So, Kerry, I've been in this particular industry a while, but you came from outside of it. And what's it taught you in terms of employer branding? And what do you think you've brought with you that you can use on the briefs that we get? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to work on lots of different clients in all different sectors, which um, you naturally bring uh, your experiences with you and your learnings. And I think that one area is the um, the sell. So, for example, I did a lot of insurance products, for example. And so not the most glamorous of things that people want to buy, but you come up with other creative ways of selling something that you can't see when you can't feel. And those sort of learnings I've pulled through, through the employer brand space in terms of like recruitment. So we have uh, had the opportunity to work on lots of different recruitment campaigns. Um, lots of these being in social because it's a great place to, to recruit. And it's selling the business and it's selling the employee brand. And that's really important. So it's lovely to build this brand and this employee narrative around things but then how do you get people into those roles and I think that all the hard sell that I've probably been a part of that kind of plays into the whole recruitment part of things and then also like I think being empathetic as well I think it's a real big part of being a good creative like if you're you've got empathy then you can put yourself in people's shoes whether that is in more consumer facing products or whether that is in the whole candidate journey for example I think that's a really important quality to have when being a creative because you want to be able to understand how it feels to be in those person's shoes oh great Thanks, Kerry. It's really, really good. Now, listen, we always ask our guests, um, what are your, we say 
what's your reads or listens for the year but as we're we're still quite early on in the year we'll yes, go we'll go to two, we'll go to last year as well we'll be nice oh amazing um so it's gonna sound really basic but i right one i don't read how, how basic do you want to run it past me first <laughs> no i i right so i don't read i haven't read a book um for a very long time because um i'm dyslexic and that that's that's a really hard char task for me um rather than a relaxing um pastime so i tend to listen to lots of podcasts so yeah this is going to sound like a basic answer but um the diary of a ceo i've just been listening to two really interesting interviews and actually they're quite recent so um but the one with um darren brown um i've sort of like grown up with him being on our tvs i think he's a really interesting almost anonymously of a person and then um the other one was with davina um McCall and, oh that was great uh, yeah. isn't she just she's just a fascinating woman and i love her drive like she talks about creating opportunities for herself um and i'm all about that she's so determined um about I think she spoke about how she had this idea about middle-aged love island and she like emailed ITV yes. about it and um they said yeah like we're, we're considering something like this and we're letting you know um uh about future opportunities to present it and it turns out that that's uh, ITV's intentions yeah it's on the cards yeah, yeah it's no. fantastic she's got so much energy hasn't she yeah, and she was just she putting has. herself out there and I think that's that's what you've got to do. Yeah. So I, I'm a massive advocate of the whole diary of a CEO. And, uh, you know, you never know if Stephen Bartlett's listening. <laughs> you might want to be part of our pod. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to that podcast and it did. Yeah, I did. I did find her really compelling and she had a lot of interesting things to say. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, Kerry. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to our Leap Listens podcast. To listen to other experts in the industry, head on over to our website, that's leapcreate.co.uk, or you can listen on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. And of course, if you have any people communication challenges requiring highly creative solutions, please reach out to me, I'm Roger, or Sarah McGregor on LinkedIn. Thanks very much. 